Greetings, fellow humans, and welcome to Making Sales Social Live, brought to you by Social Sales Link. I'm Bob Woods, the LinkedIn Sherpa, and I'm joined by fellow LinkedIn and social selling professional, aka the LinkedIn Whisperer, Bryn Tillman. Whisper something intelligent to us, Bryn. Hi, Bob. That's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. It's tough to whisper when you're not supposed to whisper. That's so, true. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've always been a loud whisperer anyway. I was loud never whisper. Good. Yes, whisper. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. As social sellers, we publish content on LinkedIn. Our goal is to start conversations based on that content. Yet many of us get what are called lurkers or people who are absorbing our content, but not feeling it, for lack of a better phrase, when it comes to liking or commenting on your content. Today, Brent and I are going to talk about ways we can move those lurkers into engagers. So before we get to our list, we're going to talk about why we want them to engage, Brent. Well, we want them to engage because you know, as you mentioned, if they're lurkers, we don't know who they are. And if our goal in social selling is to start more conversations with our targeted audience, then we need to know they're there. If we create content that creates curiosity, resonates with them, starts to teach them something new that gets them thinking differently, we're going to create engagement. We're going to talk about other ways to do that today as well. But when we move them from lurker to engager, we know who they are and we can start a conversation. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people will say, hey, I've been following your content for years. They yeah. didn't engage, so I didn't even know it. I know that Which, there, you know, yeah. so I have to like practice what I teach, right? And and I, you know, you're never going to get them all. There are some people that are just, hey, I'm a lurker and proud of it. But if you do this well, you get to identify who it is that's enjoying and consuming your content, and uh, that will help you to start conversations. 100% could not have said that any better myself. If you don't know who they are, then how the heck are you going to talk to them? And like Bryn said, sometimes they're just never just, just going to, sometimes people, and sometimes people are just shy. I mean, you know, sometimes it just comes down because it is social and it is a little bit of a different platform because when, because when people do raise their hands on social, unless they're going to reach out to you directly, it is in a little bit of a, of more of a public forum. So always keep that in mind too, which is why it's always better to have them engage with you personally because especially on LinkedIn, they can reach out and, and message you if they're a first degree and there are other ways to do that too. So, so I was going to wait really quickly. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to get a good answer because I was going to say, hey, for all of you that are listening here, watching live, if you're an engager, say I'm an engager in, in posts. If you're a lurker, don't do anything. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I need that sound effect. So number one, number one, and this is important because we don't want to be broadcasters because broadcasters broadcast to everyone. In our case, you want to identify the audience, the members of that audience that you want to read your content, Brent. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So 
how do we identify who we want to engage? I'm going to tell a quick story. Bob and I tell the story all the time. You may have heard it on our podcast before, but we had a client who was a financial professional who was sharing content. He started working with us, sharing content. There was tons of engagement, but when we looked, it was other financial advisors. He wasn't attracting his target audience. So we have to first identify who is our target audience, right? Who is it that we want to start conversations with and start looking at the content they're engaging with? That Chance, one's number two, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it's, ignore it's that for a moment. No, just that's for, right, yeah. But when we can identify who it is that we want to have conversations with, it's so much easier to get kind of work your way through the noise, right? Through the tons of people, once you're doing this well, that are engaging and really position it so that your content is attracting the right people and getting them to want to start a conversation online and be willing to take it offline. The key is you have to be really clear at who your ICP is, your yep. ideal client profile. Yeah. And whether that comes from an ICP or whether you have buyer personas built because right. some some companies to do that. Um, uh, back when I was in broadcasting, we didn't even broadcast. We called them target demographics. It's all the same type of thing. You really have to know who you're trying to attract so that uh, so that when they do leave comments and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll leave comments because you are targeting your content to them, these are the types of people who you're going to want to start conversations with. So number two, Bryn's mentioned this really quick. We're going to dive into it deeper now. Share the type of content that the audience that you have identified wants to consume. Oh, so this is so important. As business development salespeople, we have so much we want to tell the world. We want to tell them about how great we are and how we solve problems and how our industry is revolutionary or whatever it is. We have this intent, right? And our intent is to convince them to work with us. And we've got to detach from that. We have to detach from what the prospect is worth to us and attach to what we are worth to them. So when we are attached to what we want to get from them, we tend to pitch even in our content. But when we can detach from what they're worth to us, and we really want to bring them value, often value does not start with your solution. Often real value will lead to your solution, not with it. So you've got to do social listening. You've got to go out in the world and see what content are they engaging with? What hashtags have they used? What content is on their company page or their website? Who are they talking to, right? Who are their clients and what industry are they in and what trends are their clients going through? Because for me, I know a ton about social selling, but if I'm looking to do a program for managed service providers, if you send me content on my customer, my ICP or, you know, or banking or whatever that is, I'm interested because that is a high value piece to me. So social listen first, as soon as you've identified your target audience, now identify what it is they care about. Bob, and back to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, it, it comes down to one of my 
all-time favorite phrases comes from someone else. I still don't know who it comes from because I'd love to give them credit. But it's all about stopping talking about that's how you me. know and just did no. Yeah, that's mine. Someone else, didn't you? Yeah, no. And I changed it. No, I did it. That's wow. mine. Okay. Okay. So, so the phrase that pays as it. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Say is stop talking about helping people and just help people. Yeah, and I've actually in my last couple of trainings, Bob, Moved it rather than instead of stop because I like it better. So I've improved it. Yeah. Rather than telling people how you help them, simply help them. Okay. Well, then I may claim stop as my own then. I don't know. We well, shall if it's mine, it's yours. <laughs> That's true. We are a community here. We share and share alike. So speaking of sharing, we're getting into number three now. So encourage your audience members to share. And by share, we mean comment, we mean like, and potentially even sharing your content. So it's not about their shares. It's about them engaging with your shares. Yeah. And there are so many ways to do this, right? We have one friend, Joe Affelbaum, who will say, if you agree, put yes in comments, right? Like that's one way he gets engagement. Um, if you'd like me to email you, put your email in comments, right? There, so we can, we can ask for comments. One of the things I love to do is I'd love to hear your perspective on this in comments. You know, really get people to share. But I will tell you the best way to get people to engage is to click on the little paper airplane and send a message and I'll say, hey, Bob, as a CMO and a social media genius, I'd love your thoughts on this post and get it into the inbox. We spend so much time on the news feed that we forget about who we're connected to and who we want to engage. So one of the things I highly recommend, totally off topic-ish, is either search your first degree connections or export your connections and start taking inventory. Who are the people I would love to engage with and start by asking them for their perspective or Absolutely. vote if you do a poll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Voting voting is, is a great way for engagement because they have to engage with the poll to find out how other people are voting. There's no see votes without voting option that you see in other places at times. So yeah, I think that's one of the things that LinkedIn did beautifully. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Is you look at that and there's like, I want to know the answer, but you have to vote to get that answer. So exactly what Bob is saying, this is a wonderful feature that creates a lot of FOMO. Right. So if you get yep. this in the inbox of your ICP, they want to know what their peers are saying. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So number four, gotten to this just a little bit before, but we're going to expand on it now. Providing a strong call to action or CTA. You should do this in every single post that you have. Yeah. And I don't, which is funny. A lot of people have a standard CTA message call to action message. So they've read this and then, you know, they have the lines and they say, you know, download an ebook or 
whatever that might be. And if you're really in sales lead gen, this is not a bad idea, but a strong call to action needs to align with the content you've just shared. So maybe you've shared you know, three tips from a 10 tip ebook that you have, right? So just to download all the tips, click, click here. And then what you're doing is, and I highly recommend if you're going to do this and, and people may push back on this, but I highly recommend you gate it with at least an email. You gave them three for free. They can pay for the 10. And the reason is we need to grow that email list. I know that Bob and I teach LinkedIn all the time, but a significant portion of you know, the business that comes in the door are people that started on social, signed up for our free library at linkedinlibrary.com yep. or socialsaleslink.com slash library, right? library. So now they're in our email list and you can treat email as a newsletter with on LinkedIn, it needs to be so personal. People are okay with the mass email, not the mass outreach on LinkedIn. So we really believe in building that list. And number five, and this is a particular pet peeve of mine when people, when people don't do this and everybody should be doing this, engaging with their content or with their comments. So when someone comments in a share of yours, 100% engage with them, Bryn. So if 10 people engage, there should be 20 comments. Exactly. Right? At yeah. least. Or more if they comment yeah. on your comment. Right. Um, for the algorithm purposes, comment first, then react. LinkedIn gives both you and the author more algorithm points. That's my own made up thing. But um, we know that if you comment first and then react, it's better for both of you, which I love. And the other thing that I do, so if they comment, you comment back and they're your ICP. They're that perfect person you want to start a conversation with. Here's what I would do. I would, there's a couple of things. First is whatever your content is, Say, hey, I'm glad you enjoyed the these tips. And it could be a connection request or a message if they're already a first degree connection. I've got additional insights I'd love to share with you around X, Y, and Z. If you're interested, let's connect and let me know, right? So we're starting a conversation about more insights. The second thing we can do is if they engage with you, likely they've engaged with other content over the last 30, 60 days. So go take a look at the other content they're sharing. And let's say, hey, they shared uh, a wonderful post from Stephanie Sides. So I'm going to now go find a podcast Stephanie was on or another post. And I'm going to leverage that knowledge that, she, that, that she's and say, hey, I see you've engaged on Stephanie's content Steph, I'm saying Stephanie, but she's really, to me, she's Steph, <laughs> um, it, it, that she's engaging on, on Steph's content. And I can reach out to her and say, you know, hey, I know, not not to Steph, to the prospect and say, hey, I noticed you're also a big fan of, St of Steph's sides. I'm curious if you heard her on this podcast. Um, if you're interested, let me know. I'll send you a link and we can start and let's connect and I'll send you a link. We can start a conversation that has nothing to do with us. It has to do with their interest. Are we going to get to us? Yes. But it's just like a networking meeting in person. 
if you're in person, you don't start with your pitch. You wait till they ask, right? You have a nice conversation. You offer value and resources. So big, big, big deal. And we got a nice little thank you from Steph. So thanks for joining us on Making Sales Social Live. We're going to get into what we just talked about. If you're live with us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter right now, we do do this every week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions. And of course, if you're listening to us on our podcast, go ahead and follow us or, uh, you know, follow us or subscribe, whatever it's called on your platform. So we do this sh two shows weekly. We do this one and our Making Sales Social Interview Series, where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and many, many more areas. So an episode a long time ago with Steph Sides. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to find that one. You're going to have to go find that. Yeah. I think so. We'll probably have to connect too at some point. So uh, sounds good. And when you're out and about this week, make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.